Welcome back. It's me. It's been a while. I'm back, though. My name is Dregs One. I'm here with my homies, Sean G. Yee. Deshaun Davis. Hola. Missing in action is the busiest, hardest working man in scope business, doing everything official. Can't be here today, but I'm back, and we keeping the rotation going. And everybody that's been listening, thank you for continuing to listen. I ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. It's Native Sons Podcast. It's time for another episode. Y'all ready? What's up? We're back, yeah. Whoa, whoa. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> you told me to get pumped. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to, to the fans, before, Drake's like, you need to get pumped. Why aren't you getting yeah, pumped? You got to get pumped. That was, yeah, this turned into like a WWF match in here Ooh, all of a sudden. Oh, brother. Came through with the, the Macho Man voice. It's good to see you guys again. Likewise. Happy to have you back, bro. Thanks. I'm on winter break right now. Shout out to all my students who wrapped up their semester. You know what I'm saying? How you guys been? I've been good, man. You know, life is crazy, but uh, it keeps going until it doesn't one day. So it's going right now. There you go. There yeah. you go. All right. How about, uh, how about you, Deshaun? I've been fantastic. Um, everybody knows that I'm doing the uh, Cannabis Equity Program. Yes. The uh, the investors came out to meet with me. The uh, people who are going to be helping me build everything came out to me. We were looking at retail spots and warehouses and Honestly, and I'm just learning how the game works. That's what's up. I'm learning how everything works, and I'm learning a lot. But my last week has been a lot of eating and meetings and figuring all this out. It's a good time. Been having hella eating hella edibles. <laughs> <laughs> I think my, my homie, my homie, the great artist uh, Danny King, my homie DK, last night was like, "Yo, everything around me is closed right now. Not really trying to order any food." But I got hella, hella edibles, so I guess this was gonna happen. Oh man, that's the worst is when you eat edibles out of hunger. That's what I've, I've, yeah, like, I've definitely been there. I've definitely been there. Like, damn, there ain't none but these chocolates I have had for like three months in my freezer. Well, that's a that's a uh, a bad scenario. It's horrible. I've never <laughs> I've never had an edible that I am aware of. Hey man, I have to add that that I am aware of. You're not really missing much. Yeah, dude, edibles are just they're just problematic. I think it's like only like people with cancer or like other diseases should be eating those. Okay. Yeah. Or like sleep problems. Yeah. The only time I've taken that shit and like it's been good is when I've been so physically injured or sick that sick. I'm just like I want to go to sleep forever. Yeah, yeah. If you I want to go to sleep long enough that I just heal and I don't have to be in pain anymore. It's right. The only yeah. Wake time up good. That I like it. Yeah. Or if you don't want, if you got a cold or something, you don't want to actually smoke. But you want to get lit, you might want to eat that Rice Krispie ball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, my homie, uh, my homie worked with the the Jolly Meds crew, which is like they make uh, candies. Yeah, and uh, I had a bunch of those. And the only times I used it was when I broke a rib, and that shit is like the worst pain. And then like another time, I think I had the flu. And I was like, I just want to go to sleep forever. Yeah, I've, t- I've taken them recreationally, and it's like that's a, that's a surefire way to just mess up your day and <laughs> yeah, destroy you can't any do plans. Shit. You can't and, do shit, yeah. Yeah, but uh, congratulations to you, Deshaun, on uh, you know, yeah, handling the equity thing. Trying to make this happen. No, you know it's tight, man. It's, it's been coming up a lot, and 
you know, I've been telling people to get involved with equity program, different, uh, for, you know, San Francisco natives to, yeah. to handle it. And then I've referred to, I believe it was episode 13 where we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Or you guys, you and DL, I didn't know. Yeah. And we, you know, we brought it up since. But, you know, go back and check out that episode if you're, you know, interested in getting the ball rolling or, or just want to be informed on right. the cannabis equity program. Shout out to Nina Park. She hit me up after that episode. Oh, great. Shout out, Nina. Shout out, Nina. Um, me and Nina are pals now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I think she like, didn't like me for a long time, but now we're pals. We cleared the air. It's good to hear. It's the homie. Good. We all good. have uh, some adult stuff happening. Yeah. Clearing like air. Yeah, it's yeah. all about dialogue. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, man, congrats to becoming a cannabis mogul. Ugh. That's... Say that yet? Don't say that yet. I'm, I'm, Don't gas his head up either. No, no, y'all know, y'all, <laughs> I know. I think you guys know that if it goes through, when it goes through, whatever, and like it's solidified, I'm gonna go fucking. I'm going nuts. Like <laughs> I'm like all the business acumen powers are gonna come together to make this shit huge. Oh, I heard you were going nuts. I thought you were like gonna hit up the strip club, make it rain or something. I, <laughs> I no, like, no. So real still talk. Gonna break character. And just real talk. Wild. No lie. Um. When the guys were out here, we went to a strip club against my advice. Um, we were the only dudes in there. It was I'm not a I'm not a strip club fan, uh, and I just sat in the back with my ginger ale. They had fun. They did their <laughs> <laughs> they did their thing, and it was like it it was just funny. It was just funny, and the whole time I was like studying the business model, like. Strip clubs? Yeah. I, I, wherever I go to a business, I always study the business model of the place and how everybody's trained. And it was like, everybody was trained really well. The bouncers, the girls, it was like, if you're not spending money, they treat you like shit. And if, they, if you start spending money, they start warming up and treating you nice. And that's kind of the whole psychological game. And you feel like shit if you're not like spending what? money and stuff like that. And it's like, I liked, I like watching. It was like a, it was like a play. It was it was it oh. was it was kind of like they were everybody was Very really mature. well trained, and I was like I like watching businesses. Like her yeah. arch as she's coming down that pole is just <laughs> magnificent. Oh, the dance Look was trash. The form, the dance was trash. Uh, What's the unique selling point of the strip club? <laughs> the, is it the buffet? <laughs> no, the dancing was trash. Um, it was just funny. It was just funny, but it we had we sweet. had a good time. They throw night. it back well at this club. <laughs> Frisco strip clubs are pretty damn awful. They're awful, but they're historic. They're historic for sure. <laughs> yeah, but the no, strip no, club culture real. is terrible. It's like in San Francisco, it's super. You know, it's, it's super. Very, uh, it's super white collar. I was just gonna say it's a little it's Eurocentric. Very, it's very white man. It's a little Eurocentric, which means that there's really no flavor. Not pretty as much bland. flavor. Yeah, missing some seasoning there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Not mean. Yeah, I like the strip club, man. I like the strip club if I have some money. You know what I'm saying? Um, because, like you said, I like to. It, it's it's kind of whack being there and not spending any money. But I'll go like maybe once, twice a year. Oh, you know what I'm saying I didn't know. Yeah, not getting a dime. Yeah, yeah. If you strip and you're listening to this podcast, don't come up to Sean. You're not getting a dime. Not a not a cent. I thought that makes sense actually. I thought you Sean, were into, don't do that. You don't want to show <laughs> I was appreciation. We need to make that shirt. Sean, don't do that. Nah, nah. I was be like, <laughs> I didn't. I thought you were tricking, but I was, I was joking. I was joking. All right, you guys. This conversation is <laughs> getting pretty low, bro. We pause episode. Negative direction. We're immature, but you know. and that's not what you guys. You guys are probably listening to this, 
having just completed your Christmas holiday with your family. <laughs> um, you know, strip clubs may or may not be open on Christmas. Depends on where you go. That but is a fantastic question, Dregs. I think Are strip be... clubs open on Christmas. Yeah. I think that would be an excellent place to go to on a Christmas. Yeah, bring your whole family. No, I mean like an your alternative mom. to the family life. Like if you're not doing the family thing, you might as well dive deep into the into the into that the sounds, gutter. That, you that know sounds what depressing. <laughs> that sounds really that's depressing. I'm just saying, if you're gonna do it, just go all the way. That's just what I'm bolo saying. at the strip club on yeah. Christmas Eve with yeah. a Corona. <laughs> bolo. Yeah. Like, Need a uh, friend, you know what I mean? I, mean I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But no, I mean, Christmas is a special time in the city. I'm not a big Christmas guy. I don't do a huge celebration. But um, any major holiday, it's crazy because everybody leaves. Oh, man, it's beautiful. Everybody leaves. It just goes to show you how many damn, you know, transplants are really walking around this place because they all take off around this time to go back to where wherever the hell they're originally from. And to put that in perspective, last night... Um a DJ that uh, uh, Too Short did a benefit for Fireleaf for all you know the, all the bad fires in Butte County and all that shit, uh, the campfire. It did a fire benefit relief concert at ten fifteen Folsom, and I DJ at that shit. It's Friday night in San Francisco, and there's fucking like ten parking spaces per block. Yeah, like on a Friday. Right. It felt like you don't even get that on a Tuesday. No. You know what I mean? Like so, it was it was awesome. Yeah. It felt so good. I mean, the spot was packed, and, you know, it makes sense to really book, you know, and have uh, something really, like, locally based, like a, a too short doing a benefit for Fire Relief because, right. of course, it's going to be packed because it's all, like, local people and natives. You know what I mean? So that shit did well, but the rest of the city was, like, dead on a Friday. Right? Yeah. And then a lot of people kind of feel like that is almost how the city used to be all the time. Kind of. Kind of, right? Kind of. I mean, I remember the days where you could just, you know, because I, I grew up in Lakeview, so that's like right on the edge of the city. But I would hop on 280, 101, and I would be anywhere within like 10 minutes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Most of the time. Even even striking on the street, like from one side of the city to the other, I could just get around because there just weren't as many people driving around. And there wasn't like... It's crazy how much, and this has happened in Oakland too. How much construction there is yeah. for private buildings that end up right. impeding on public roads. Good point. Like they'll be building these giant fucking, fucking luxury lofts, and the shit they'll have to like take up like one or two lanes on a street, and it fucks up the whole traffic. And it's a private fucking venture, but because they got a permitting, you know, they got permitting for whatever, they can do that. And there's so much of that happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not only that there's too many cars, it's just that the roads are all fucked up, too. That's a really good point. Yeah, the city has just, it's never not been under construction. You know what I'm saying? But it's more than ever. I mean, more than ever. The cranes are crazy. Yeah, yeah. You can see pictures in like, you know, from even like 10 years ago, and you might see like one or two cranes on the skyline. Now there's yeah. like 15. Constant. You know what I mean? And the same shit is starting to happen to Oakland, man. There's like four or five like really big. Uh, luxury condo spaces they're gonna set to open next two or three years and like I it breaks my heart to see them and it's like that shit is about to make Oakland really weird are they tar is that like downtown yeah mm -hmm. downtown and then you know like London or something down right Chinatown downtown not really Jack London but there's a lot of downtown 
Yeah. Auto, right by Auto Row, Oakland, there's, like, some really big fucking buildings, man. Like, you yeah. know, like 200 units or something. That's going to be crazy. I mean, that's the other that's the other part that is, like, kind of messed up, though, around the holidays is it's actually a lot of natives do take off, too, just because a lot of family members do not live in the city anymore. So I know yeah, a lot of people they'll they'll have their family gathering in Pinole or or Antioch or Sac or wherever Stockton Stockton, but I think I remember when I was a kid being around Frisco on Christmas. You definitely did kind of get that old school feeling of like the kids from the neighborhood would go out on the block into the park with with their their new toys. Play and, football, yeah, play basketball. yeah, right. Well, football is more Thanksgiving, but definitely play basketball. Yeah. Ride Throw bikes. the ball around. Ride bikes. bikes, yeah. Yep. Go tagging. Got that new Huffy that you wanted? Tagging on Christmas is a great idea. Yeah. Getting caught tagging on any around any major holiday is the worst thing ever. Because I, I got a friend, man, and this, this is not a Christmas story, but he got caught the night before Thanksgiving. And instead of eating turkey and, and cranberry sauce, he was eating peanut butter jelly sandwiches and 850 with some dope fiends. Quote the great Desus Nice, avoid the bookings, beloved. Avoid the bookings on, on any Friday, especially your major holiday. But yeah, no, I mean, so it's like bittersweet nowadays because it's like the the transplants are mostly gone, but then so are, you know, so are a lot of people's aunts and grandmas and, and, and even their parents. But um, it is what it is, man. We're still around. My, my parents are still in the city. All of our parents in this room are still in the city miraculously um so still still get to hold it down yeah so i mean anybody out there celebrating christmas and all that you know um i hope you get a lot of good gifts but i hope you realize the greatest gift is the present and that's why they call it the present so you should use each moment wisely you're gonna make some Christmas cards with that. <laughs> Thank you, San Francisco. Good night. Yeah, yeah. And I'm out. <laughs> have you uh, have you completed your Christmas shopping? Me. Yeah, you. You damn right I have. <laughs> have you? Have do you com- do you do Christmas shopping? No, or? that's why it's completed. Exactly. It's done. It's complete. it's done that was kind of what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah. He asked me the same thing earlier. Cool. I was like, I don't buy it. People. It's nothing. it's funny, man. My my parents just like they don't really care. My dad definitely didn't care. Yeah. About Christmas. Because he didn't really have much of a Christmas growing up. Yeah. My mom cared when I was a kid, when I still believed in Santa Claus and stuff, you know. But now it's just like nobody really cares, which is actually kind of awesome for me. Yeah. Because yeah. I know a lot of people uh, stress out by having to buy gifts for everybody around this time. Yeah, I got a couple of buddies right now, like straight up going into debt so they can buy every, uh, every That's the thing, dude. everybody in their family yeah, a wild. gift. It's, it's important yeah. to like buy, you know, like... Uh, I think it's good to buy like gifts, whether you celebrate Christmas or not, like maybe a birthday or whatever. But like, you should yeah, never yeah. break yourself to do that. Yeah, no, every you know year. What I mean, and if anyone expects you to break yourself to do that, then they're fucking whack. Because right. my parents are like, whoever, like loved ones, those be like, yo, like you don't even need to get me stuff, but just give me whatever. Like I don't care. Just I just want to be there. Or or like there'll be times like in the past or like I mean I didn't have like a lot of money, but I was like, you know what? I'll take you out to eat though. So like we right. spend yeah, yeah, time, yeah. yeah, and you know what I mean. It's like, but it's like people like breaking necks to like spend five hundred dollars on someone. It's kind of ridiculous. Now if you have the money, then do it, and that's what makes you feel good. That's dope. You know what I mean? And I've been there. Like I remember like one Christmas, like I had money and I bought like 
every, I bought like 30 of my friends like CDs, like each one. Dope. You know what I mean? And, and then I bought like presents. I had, you know, it was a good time, but it's like, if you're trying to like live outside your means and do that, it's, it's, you're actually hurting yourself. You know what I mean? And it, it's not really worth it, you know? Now you, you make me wish I did go get some stuff though. I mean, you still got time, bro. Yeah, this this, app, this podcast is gonna air the day after Christmas, but you know what is it? December twenty second today, Saturday. So you I'm, got into, I mean, I'm into um, homemade gifts. No, it's all about like shopping. There's nothing too. I was like, everyone shop the, locally. Yeah. Shop locally. Yeah, support yeah, the artists yeah, you know, yeah, or if you're artist, you can make gifts. But yeah. support artists you know. Support. You know, I mean, local businesses like fuck Amazon, like fuck all this shit. You know what I mean? And that's a great way about making, you know, it's kind of like killing two birds with one stone. Or I'm not really into killing birds so much, but like, you know, it's a two for one. You know what I mean? It's like you're getting someone present and you're helping your local businesses and your local homies that, you know, entrepreneurs. So you got to get dregs on Amazon. No, you know what? I am on. You can buy my music on Amazon, actually. If no, you we want. need to get your artwork on Amazon. I do need to start selling artwork. I'm actually thinking about like selling prints and stuff like that right now. But yo, you guys just inspired me. That's it. I'm giving out a Christmas gift to all my friends. All my friends are getting free download of my mixtape. Oh, nice! You know, just because I'm in that spirit. You gonna have the free, hours, we got the free hours. download. Free download, like, twenty four hours only. That's you know? a good idea. With this yeah. podcast, it's a good marketing yeah, yeah. idea. With the podcast, you know. Look at you. So okay. you know, the gift that keeps on giving for the people. It's people's champ. Yeah, it's here. for the people. People's champ. It's for the people. One mixtape <laughs> for every you know young kid stalking. I'm glad you uh, reverse course on your bah humbug. I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> here's the thing: we got it. We we know what Christmas is, man. Most holidays in America are pretty manufactured, you know. For, oh yeah, it's for, all it's all. Hey, all this is some capitalistic pageantry, is, yo, right? Like, like I just up. I just heard I heard somewhere that uh, like the like turkey farmers were really big and responsible to get Thanksgiving. A national holiday. Oh, I'm sure they were like, "Look, nobody's buying turkeys, man. So can <laughs> can we get something? Can we get something? So, to I just guarantee. Or, I do too. It's really good. For I, had, me. I had some fire ass turkey like Wednesday. Yeah, it was good, man. But that's crazy. I mean, so my I, I have a friend and uh, his grandmother is was German, and when she was a little girl growing up in Germany, she for Christmas, which she would get uh, a a couple walnuts and an apple. For Christmas, and that was like regular, like that was like, oh wow, because it's the winter, you can't really get right. either of those items too easily. And but that was it; it was just simple, like here, hey, Merry Christmas. So we turned that though to like we gotta buy our kids shoes and video games and TVs and da 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 da. Just but but back in the day, when people were celebrating Christmas, they were just happy to you just got something, and that was enough. Well, you know and what it I'm was saying? also you know it's it's really well thing about Christmas is like. You know what I mean? It's like what the death of Christ. So it's like, and it, but it's also it's the birth. It's his birthday. Oh yeah, Easter. I'm sorry. It's the birth of Christ, but I'm saying it's also coincides with solstice, which is the pay. Which yeah. is, you know what I mean, the the first day of winter, and it's also the shortest day of year, which is actually yesterday. I believe the actual Bible, when it talks about like the day Jesus was born, it was said something like the sheep were shaved in the manger, which indicates he was not he was born in the spring rather no, than. No, that's winter. what I was getting to. Is that not even that time, but they aligned it with the, the pagan yeah, holiday. Yeah. Of you know, and of solstice, winter solstice. I'm just nervous. To t- I mean, I've seen the Da Vinci Code. I don't want anybody they coming. Coming That's after why I ain't us. said nothing. 
for this podcast. See, I never saw it, so I'm fearless. You, yeah, <laughs> you're probably gonna get taken out by like a, 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 a Catholic, a Roman Catholic cardinal. I'm down the yeah, fuck with himself in front of the fireplace nightly. <laughs> yeah. I'll take a, I'll take a, I'll He's take probably a, on a flight right now. I'll take Don't a flamethrower to those pedophiles, man. Whoa, fuck all whoa, them. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> fucking shiesty ass priest. Uh, the, the, a nice the, little plug for Elon Musk uh, flamethrower. <laughs> quick, quick. Legal. I was actually referring to set of a woman when Al Pacino was like, "I'll take a flamethrower to this place." <laughs> <laughs> you see that movie? <laughs> Quick uh, legal disclaimer: The opinions of Shanji are the opinions of Shanji only, and do not reflect the, po- the opinions of <laughs> Nine Sons podcast as a whole, including Dregs One DEO, Deshaun Davis. They are the opinions solely of Shanji. Amen, brother. Nah, but yeah, I mean, whatever. We all got. It's good to to know these things and to deconstruct them. And at the end of the day, nobody is gonna knock nobody for wanting to spend time with their family and all that good stuff. So if you do that, you know, I hope you guys did it in good spirits. But uh, if you want to dig a little deeper about certain origins of these things, you probably should. Yeah. Right? Right? I'm going to knock you for hanging out with your family. Get back to work. Yeah, I think the older we get, and I think everyone... (laughs) Scrooge over here. No Christmas for you, Calling your stocking, stocking, huh? Turn electricity off, walk around with candles. Wow. Candle holders. Get back to the basics. I I think it's important, though, for people as you become older and become... Find your knowledge of self and get woke or whatever. Like, you got to find, like, uh, you know, it's all about what these holidays mean to you, and to, you know, and, you know, and, and what that means to your loved ones, you know. So it's any excuse for me personally to spend time with my family and my loved ones and have a good time, I'm going to take that. You know what I mean? So I, I actually enjoy the holidays. I think it's some bullshit. But I just enjoy, <laughs> I, I, you know, like the the hallmark aspect of his bullshit. And um, I'm a recovering Catholic, so I'm not fucking with church and none of that shit. But I just think um, I really like the holidays because I know it's really tough for a lot of people. But I really like them because it's just like a lot of people are in town, and a lot of people, friends and family, come together, and, and I enjoy that. You know, yeah, you're you're gonna get the day off regardless if you have an employer. So might as well make the most of it. Go to the strip club. Yeah. It's also weird, too, because there's only so much you can really do when everybody else is celebrating Christmas and yeah. everything yeah. else has yeah. shut down. Yeah. Yeah. You I don't really that. have a choice. It's kind I know of, that pain. Yeah. Also, we're coming up on New Year's. And I really he, like New Year's Day. That's like the deadest mm, day. Like, new Year's, no new you. I love that shit. New man. Year's, new dregs. Shout out to you, too. 2019 yeah i love you know it's crazy he's like i'm not a youtube fan but like i always always play that song new year's day by youtube i love that you know what's crazy it was like that album like when i was a kid that was like the one youtube album we had in our house called it's called war it came out i think the year i was born or something like 1981 i actually have that shit on the lp of that but like that album is hella tight youtube is pretty cornball after (laughs) that for the most part but like that shit is tight yeah and that video is ill too. I don't know if they're like riding like hella horses in the snow. <laughs> you see that video is ill, dude. It's why that video is wild pagan. Wild yeah, pagan. Well, that's that Irish. Sounds Celtic. like a drink. That's that get that Celtic wild blood. pagan. Yeah. Yeah, New Year's. I mean, we didn't really plan on talking about this, but uh, we might as well. I mean, any, yeah, any big New Year's plans, guys? Or resolu- I buy hella, <laughs> resolutions? I buy hella bottles of apple cider that Martinelli's life. Oh, nice. And I hand them out to friends and family and people who come through. Uh, most likely me and my girl, then we're doing whatever. All right. 
Oh, the strip club. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you hit up the strip club with the, with now, the Martin Yeah, Ellis. now, strip club on New Year's, that sounds lit. And it, it, a tip, though, I'm not like a big strip club person, but if you go to the strip club, bring a woman friend. It's just way, oh. way chiller, dude. Like, way better vibes. Oh, that is a great time. Yeah. That is a mighty fine time right there. But, uh, yeah, New Year's, uh, I'm doing, I'm man, I'm blessed, uh, 30 year in a row. Last year I DJ third year row I DJ at Somar on New Year's. Last year I did Somar and I did T Pain concert at Four Mason. But uh, I was there. Yeah, we actually hung out. That's true. Yeah, nice. And then um, I was sober last New Year's too. That was cool. Actually, we smoked some marijuana. We smoked a drug cigarette after, but that doesn't really count. Allegedly, that doesn't really count. Allegedly, but anyway, Allegedly. I'm DJing New Year's <laughs> Eve with um, super legendary. Super amazing DJ, DJ Fuse from Just the Underground, my big bro. Hey. And also, the really like one of the most underrated DJs in the Bay and someone I look up to, but who's also my contemporary and my peer, DJ Hector, man. Fucking super dope. Already sold a bunch of tickets to that. And I'm getting booked right now. There's a day party. So New Year's Day, if you're on drugs or whatever the fuck you're doing that you want to stay Keep up. Keep the party going, Keep the brother. Keep the party going. Uh, from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. at the Midway. Um, there's a party with um, like a bunch of people, like A Track, Little Dragons doing a DJ set, Four Color Zach, DJ Craze, Shortcut, and I'm in talks right now to get booked for that right now. So what was the time on that? Yeah, oh. <laughs> six a.m. to eight p.m. It's a New Year's Day party. There's always been like parties like that, um, and it's more like kind of revolved around like electronic music or house music. And it's revolved been, around cocaine. Yeah, okay, let's it, just be no, honest. No, it, let's totally, be honest what we're doing here. It totally is revolved around <laughs> recreational drug use, which actually I'm a proponent of recreational drug use on major holidays or with friends. I was going to say. With loved ones. Like the, think, if you're going to do it, share, it's actually the kind of time to do it. Like, share a hit New with Year's, the loved ones. New share Year's, a line with your loved ones. New Year's to cocaine dealers is like Thanksgiving to turkey farmers, okay? <laughs> yeah, man. It's a busy time of year, man. You know what I mean? Man. You know, it's like on New Year's, like DJs, we get double the rate of Coke. You know, it's double the gram. You know, what yeah, I mean? yeah, party time. You're paying a hundred dollars a gram time. out there. You know, think- twenty years when I'm a, a Coke equity applicant. Oh my god! Oh my god! I remember you this podcast. Bastards. We don't need that. Those drug problems. <laughs> Deshaun, the drug baron over here. The drug baron. Oh, Pharmaceutical. I mean, it used to be legal. Pharmaceutical cocaine, Coca Cola. It's that still used stuff. pharmaceutically, right? In, in uh, hospital clinical settings. Wow. Yeah. Morphine, right? Morphine. Uh, oh, no, that's, that's opiate. opiate. I'm talking about yeah. actual cocaine. Oh, yeah. okay. Used in plastic surgery and things like that. Yeah, you used to do, you give it to babies for toothaches. Rub a little, <laughs> rub a little, <laughs> you know, some of that snow. <laughs> rub a little snow on your baby's gums. Oh, damn, you're a lawyer put already. That crying, huh? Put that crying to sleep. <laughs> already an attorney, yeah, you passed the bar. <laughs> Man, actually, you know, uh, that, yeah, attorneys, the drug use of attorney, amongst attorneys is through the roof. Yeah, that's uh, high stress, man. Yeah, high stress, high high demand, high uh, output volume. I was actually just listening to Ao for Yayo on the way over here. Nice. <laughs> Damn, I've listened to that in forever. Yeah, it's a good one. It's just really funny how people take that as like yeah, a party yeah. song. Like, hella people do cocaine to that song, but it's a song about how cocaine will destroy your life. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Ao for Yayo. That song just reminds me of white girls. That's what I'm saying. On cocaine. Yeah, that's, what, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Yes. That went to we private schools. Know. Yeah, or like are from Santa Cruz or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't I don't have any plans yet. I always just end up getting into something. Right. On it's New always Year's. something to get into. I I I will randomly I'll, I'll fuck with Sean sometimes. I'll pull up I'm fuck with you on a couple of New Years. I'll just pull up on random friends or you know, I might just make a little date for myself for the evening, you know what I'm saying? Have a nice time with someone. Uh I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't really do the resolutions either. Yeah, me I either. Like, I don't like one specific resolution, but I do take every end of, end of each year to really reflect on the year yeah. and set a couple goals. And this time I'm, I'm going to be even more intentional about this because I'm about to graduate next year, you know what I'm saying? I can dig it. It's about to be a big year for me. It's a lot of changes, so I'm I'm definitely going to take this time to like build on that, you know? You know? I could definitely dig the reflection piece. I usually do that. I'll probably go to the pier or something and just look at the water and just reflect on everything that was accomplished. I like that. What we're getting ready to do. I like that, yeah, it's, a, it's a good thing. It's a good time, you know, like, I think kind of like piggybacking off what you guys say. It's just it's a good time to implement uh, new ideas and, you know, the, it, you know, life's a marathon. So I kind of, you know, kind of like I was saying like last episode, it's like I feel like there's only like 10 months in the year for me and then the, the you know the final two months are just it's so busy for me like tons of gigs right that i can't really implement like new ideas right so it's kind of like let me just handle everything i do and, and kind of like rest in a way even though i am working like rest in terms of implementing new ideas but still have new ideas like write lists and then implement them in january so you like i'm about to like go on like a diet um i focused on health a lot last two years and um but I still can't get like this last 20, 25 pounds off of me. So I need to like hit a diet. But I know I'm going to eat cookies and shit like right now. During <laughs> the holiday season. Like, you know what I mean? Or I've been drinking lately, you know, which I didn't really drink most of the year because I've been like, yo, like let me chill. But, you know, one of the things in January um, is like get on this diet. And then another thing too is like I wrote a list of like t- over 10 people, uh, mostly industry people, music industry stuff that I just want to meet with in January and just, you know, let's have lunch or, like, let's just hang out. They're friends, too, but let's nice. just hang out and just, you know, what are you working on this year? What am I working on this year? Nice. Can we work on something together? Does anything make sense? And I've always found that that really um, – you plant those seeds, man, and more times than none they grow. Nice. And it kind of stays on people's mind, like, oh, yeah, I want to work with this person this year. Or, but yeah, you know, you can set different ideas up, you know. And I think it's just – it's kind of the – um start of your own personal race is January. You know, it's something that dawned on me, and this is this is stemming off of the conversation we were just having about going out and partying and finding places to go and all that stuff. Like, it didn't dawn on me until maybe a few weeks ago. I was like, it's crazy now that you can't get stranded. Like, you can just call a Lyft or Uber. Like, that used to be an issue. Like, oh, after, knew, yeah, knew. you know what I'm saying? Like, oh. that used to be an issue if you wanted oh, to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. like, getting stranded or having to worry about a ride or having well, to. That's why they let Muni and Bart go all night. For free. And you know what else is one thing, too, that hella people didn't know? And and you're hella right. And we should talk about the whole idea of being stranded and stuff. But. One thing that people don't know is, like, on New Year's, uh, AAA will give free toes to people who are drunk. Yeah. Which is, like, you probably have to wait, like, four hours to get towed, but they will tow your shit for free. And not even just for holidays is what I was talking about, Drake. It was just, like, the, it just dawned on oh, me, yeah, period. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I remember yeah. having to huff it from Daly City oh, yeah. back to the house one time. Oh, like, I remember having yes. to, like, straight up, like, huff it. 
like those days are basically gone. Yeah, that's that's actually like I, I rarely, rarely, rarely will use a lift, and and if I do, it's usually like on some like three a.m. <laughs> and it's just like I'm not I'm not doing the bullshit. I gotta get home right like, in like <laughs> right. fifteen minutes. Like take me home. That was just crazy to me. It was, it was just like yeah. that dawning was just crazy to me. Yeah. Extract me from the rally point, please. Yeah. I had a lot of bad experiences with cabs, too, before Man. all that. You know what I mean? I never used to do cabs. See, the thing I had, so when I, my last time other than San Francisco was like 2011. I lived in the sunset, man. And back then, this is before Rideshare. So it's like 2011, 2012. So this is before Rideshare really took off. And it was like, if anyone knows, like you try to call a cab on a Friday or Saturday, like it's not happening. Like you cannot call a they cab. Were, they were never reliable. They're just they just rang through or it was busy. The yellow cab, man, like whatever it was. And so I found out in the sunset there was a gypsy cab. Oh service. yeah, yeah. So there was like this like family that they had hella minivans and they yeah, just ran I know gypsy exactly cabs. Exactly what so you're talking about. I started fucking with that. So that was helpful to have their number. And then also what I kind of graduated to, and I didn't have a car for a few years, so this was kind of like. On the weekend, that's how I get to gigs. I'm not trying to take my computer on a bus or whatever, end up getting a fight with someone or whatever it is. So I always want to take a cab to a gig. But the other thing is I started getting car service. So I, I fucking, mm. I knew this dude that did car service, and he's like, I'll take you anywhere in, in the city for 20 bucks, which is actually like a really good deal. Oh, and you're okay. pulling up in a black yeah. car. Okay. You know what I mean? So like people thought I was like hella like special, but I really wasn't because the shit was damn near cheaper than Here comes Sean you know I mean? G. Cab. Yeah, but yeah. it was like. But that shit was tight. But most people didn't have that. So, like, I totally feel you, man. Like, you get fucking stranded, dude. You know? Yeah, cab, cabs um, are some racist motherfuckers. They kind of did. They're super racist, bro. There's been yeah. nights where, like, you know, maybe depending on, it depends on what I'm wearing sometimes, but, like, you know, black hoodie or something. I literally would just see these motherfuckers just pass me by, like, four or five, six of them. And then sometimes I would see them drive back the other direction with other people that they had just decided to pick up instead, you know? And um, I'm surprised when I see cabs now, actually. I have no, I have no sympathy for their downfall. To be honest, <laughs> I know there's a lot of hardworking people that got the short end stick with like Lyft and Uber and all that. But like, like I said, they were so shady and so expensive and so unreliable. I've definitely had my life saved once or twice by a cab, but other than that, it's just like, man, I hated those bastards. Yeah, they, I mean, they kind of did this shit to themselves, man. Yeah, they were such a monopoly, and yeah. they, they were like so not willing to be accommodating yeah that they just got fucking railroaded yeah and i don't even think that's on the drivers i think it's like the owners no of, it's the hierarchy the yeah, culture it was and just the way like, even even the, even the drivers would get the short end of the stick with like the rentals and all that and all the fees they had to pay no nah, i had some friends man they're like they drove cabs they made so much fucking money and there would be situations where like like they'd pull up to like pick someone up and there'd be like two or three different like groups of people fighting over the cab like it was such a monopoly like it was it was just insane you know what i mean and then my homie was like he's pretty cool you know what i mean but it was just it was it was there was no competition there was nothing yeah i mean fuck rideshare as well i'm not even saying it's necessarily uh better we all know lyft and uber are hella shady but the model of just you know being able to get a car whenever you want and there being a lot of availability and less discrimination is, is obviously a better model in that sense yeah it's just crazy i mean uber 
It's, you know, it's crazy because you're in, in San Francisco. We saw like Ground Zero for all this. This is where like they tested it out. Yeah. But they also did a an aggressive lobbying push to get the city to change all the transportation ordinances, and you know the city basically accommodated them left and right for the work permits, all that stuff, and that model was like replicated all across the country. So. The world, literally, transportation laws over the all over the world have been changed, and they've basically created loopholes for these big companies like the Uber and the Lyft, and uh, it's pretty disgusting if you think about it. Um, especially since like all their employees are like totally underpaid. You can still make a good li- living doing that driving, but like compared to the money that they're making off of your labor, anybody who drives Uber or Lyft is getting the short end of the stick. Easily. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, easily. I didn't know that. Yeah, man. But I heard we had topics for today. Yeah, yeah. So, um, speaking of uh, somebody who is uh, getting over on people, <laughs> attempted, <laughs> attempting to, we have a new scandal erupting in the SFPD. Scandal. Surprise, surprise. You know, not that they've ever had any scandals before, such as uh, an incident where officers were like. Uh, Sending racist text messages to each other, right? You guys all familiar with this? I am. Indeed. So I believe it was 2013. Um, A bunch of cops were found sending really horrible racial comments about African Americans, other groups to each other. One of those cops was a sergeant who was later sent to prison for breaking into hotel rooms on 6th Street and, and robbing drug dealers. Um, and you know, these other guys were basically kind of looked into, investigated for these texts and then pretty, pretty much let back on, onto the force. Of course. And one of these guys, there's some good old boys, you know, they didn't, um, they didn't mean no harm. No, no, they were harm. They just had a couple jokes. Wink, wink. This guy, <laughs> this cop is named Rain. <laughs> How do you spell that? Rain. No, R-A-N-E or Rain. R-A-I-N. Like rain from the sky. Okay. Yeah. Rain Doherty uh, was just recently <laughs> charged. <laughs> yeah. Nice Irish lad. <laughs> yeah. The Irish Doherty copper. The yeah. Irish copper. Keeping the streets safe. Um, <laughs> and that's crazy, too, man. There's a huge history of these Irish cops in San Francisco, man. Um, well, I don't want to say too much. But it's just crazy. A lot of these guys, they grew up in, in, in the city. They went to SI. They went to SI or, or SH. SH. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Played baseball, some shit like that. Chilling at McTeague's. Yeah. Their dad was a cop, fireman, and then they become cops. Uh, so I wonder if this guy has similar connections. Anyway, Rain, Officer Rain Doherty, uh, just recently robbed a fucking bank. In the sunset, In right? the sunset. Oh, we still robbing banks? <laughs> I mean, I honestly, that's such a savage profession that i have respect for bank robbers like you got to be a real sad dude too but it sounds like if you're robbing banks in 2018 you're also like a complete moron idiot yeah it's probably not worth it unless you're doing like some real heat if you're doing that shit 98 i'm like okay yeah 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 you can rock well this dude didn't even like savagely rob a bank he did one of those pass the notes to the teller which is probably actually the best strategy (laughs) if you're gonna rob a bank in these days is you're very low profile well it didn't work uh, hit the panic button, man! This motherfucker got nine thousand dollars. 
$9,050. Well, you just got whatever was in the till. Like, that is not yeah, it ain't a worth worthwhile it. haul for a bank robbery. For committing federal robbery? Yeah, he Robbing some, a bank is a federal crime. He yeah. did some Lyft driving for that money. Yeah, that was, you feel me? There's way easier <laughs> ways some, to make that's that some Uber money. <laughs> well, you know, you know. This guy probably ain't the sharpest tool in the shed, you know. I'm I'm assuming, uh, just based on his profile picture and just <laughs> for me being kind of mean, that he, this dude is, has substance abuse problems. I Actually, that's not even picture. me. I didn't see his picture. Let but. me let me refresh on my phone. It's not even me. That's just that's like that's some dope fiend shit to do. Just be like, fuck, I need. Uh, uh, all right, I'm gonna go in the bank. Yeah, right, I'm gonna try this. All right, pass me the money. Don't. Hey, be cool. Be cool. Just pass through the money. <laughs> like, walk out of there with nine G's. I'm going straight to to Eduardo on, uh, you know, Ellis and, and Golden Gate or whatever. Yeah, I wonder if uh, I'm copping so a bag. So you robbed this bank in the sunset. I, what are the chances this motherfucker lived in the sunset as well? You robbed like the neighborhood bank. I would say pretty high. You know what I mean? <laughs> pretty high. Pretty high. Dude lives yeah. on fucking 35th and Judah. And Rain shit. Doherty sounds like a guy who like smokes spliffs on like 46th and Judah. Outbound. Like drinking a coffee. Drinking a coffee. People don't be knowing about the outbound. A lot of weird, grimy, greasy shit happens. Some weird there. shit, man. Yeah, man. There's a lot of weird like carny folk that came from Playland. Mm, like, I heard about like them. generational <laughs> like folks that like came down from uh, if anyone doesn't know Playland was actually like a boardwalk uh, amusement park down by the sunset and closed I think in the early 70s yeah, look at this guy's face man I'm sorry Drake's just ah. showing me the, the mugshot picture this, this, is, how, this is how his face looks oh. dude looks like a, oh shit <laughs> looks like a general contractor or something you fucking caught me <laughs> fuck <laughs> wow. so I look oh you know what oh, they do wow. police and fucking prison, man? I, I got to really join the Aryan Nation now. Like, yeah, oh, shit. They probably wouldn't even have him. I think if you're in prison, if you're like in a serious... He's going to go to the feds, so that's one thing. But if you go to like a serious maximum security type of prison, you, you're you're only hanging with the other cops, right? I believe they have special I feel like units. Aryan Nation is just... They're hella like... I feel like Aryan Nation is... Uh, they're like the minority in jail, so they're just down for whoever will help them. I don't think they fuck with cops. I, I wouldn't they, be surprised yeah. they don't fuck with cops, but what I'm saying is- Probably like, like, fuck you, pig. <laughs> <laughs> you <know what> <laughs> <saying>? <laughs> it's fucking Snake from Sisters. You, sent, you oh. sent those racist texts. That's fuck. cool, but you're still a pig. So, oh, fucking pig. Yeah. Get away. Yeah. Nah, yeah. I just feel like the the Air Nation they're, they're so they're so <laughs> underrepresented in jail that they're just yeah, down yeah. for anyone. And they're like Trump. Them. They're like Trump supporters. They probably yeah. like, ah, oh, you're a good white man. Exactly. I feel like that's kind of like the. I think that's the whole thing with white supremacists in general. Like they're so like such an outcast bunch. They're just like anyone that's actually will be down with them. They'll take them on. I think they know that they're like we're a little off. We're a little yeah. out there. Um but I don't know, man. Rain Doherty. He's also, uh, he was also arrested. I don't know. He's still a cop. Okay. Mind you. It didn't say, for, the article does not say former police officer. <laughs> it wow. says police yeah. officer. So he Rain was disciplined Doherty. briefly by former chief, sir, who was uh, ousted eventually. But he, he returned to the force. In July, Rain, good old Rain, was indicted on uh, elder abuse for scamming a few thousand bucks. I think it was like 76,000 bucks. Oh no! Excuse me, seventy-six-year-old man, and uh, he's he you know scammed a few thousand dollars off this old guy, and uh, he bailed out for a hundred G's in July, and then now and then while he was out, he decided to rob a bank. 
It sounds like, you know, all dope fiend activities, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. anyone I know is trying to, like, scam elderly people for money. Like, yeah. usually had some kind of habit. Like, look, I need this, man. I'm in the hole. Man. 20 Gs. If I can just score this next eight ball, I can I'll just be good. get this next bag of skag. I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> I have no sympathy for this guy, man. I mean, these and but what is? I hope this story becomes bigger because people need to really understand the implications. These guys were charged with protecting and serving the people. They had a documented history. The whole crew of criminal behavior while they were police they're racist they're homophobic it can't just be like well this is a, this is something that should this is, should be enough to turn sfpd upside down and be like what's really going on here you know what i'm saying what's really what what are these do who are these guys that's what some, are they doing how are they protecting how are they overseeing each that's other some and crazy them, job security bro and you feel me <laughs> send racist texts rob banks steal from drug dealers you know what i'm saying and furthermore why is london breed telling us we need more cops in san francisco there's no crime there's too many cops already and now they're doing this but we need more cops <sighs> why is that agenda i don't know maybe because you're getting money from the cop you didn't I just saw, I was I watching an interview with, uh, we talked about him on the podcast recently, Freed uh, X-Rated, who was in prison for 26 years, and he was talking about how, uh, you know, cr there has to be crime in order for the city to exist, in a sense, because money. money. There's, there's more cops than there is crime, as Sean just said. So you have all these cops, but you have to keep if if they lose their jobs, right? If you say there's going to be less cops, that's going to, in one way or another, it's going to affect the whole city economy. So in order to sustain all these people that work through the police department and all these other resources, there has to be crime for them to to be justified. So it's like it's more like they're going to like like find the crime, regardless of whether it's really going on or not. And and, and as you see here, it's like they're the they're in some cases these guys are the ones causing. The crimes. Yeah, it's about numbers. It's about numbers and like self justification. And um, man, I don't know, man. It's it's like I don't. People should be really outraged over this. I wonder what Cardi B would say about this whole thing. Fuck the police because you know these <laughs> niggas ain't about shit. They can suck my dick, Officer Rain. What kind of? Nah, I don't know. I don't have the best Cardi. <laughs> Cardi's like, I never even been to San Francisco. I never even been to San Francisco. It's hella white over there, my nigga. It's hella white people be up in there, my nigga. I don't want to even fucking go there. Cardi. Well, any other? Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised by all this, man. It's just yeah. it's a culture, you know what I mean? You got, you know, a gang culture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, uh, you know, you have this above the law culture. You know what I mean? You, you, these people, like, never... These, the police, they were already caught in scandals, you know what I mean? They weren't reprimanded rightfully, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, that kind of escalates. You know, you have that kind of yeah. power, yeah. and, you, you know, you get a slap on the wrist for abusing that power. Then it's not surprising that, you know, things can escalate, especially when you're driven by um, alleged drug use. Yeah, man. You know? We can't wear our natural hair at work, but niggas can rob banks? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. it's just a license to kill. It's a license to do whatever. And, you know, regardless of how you feel about the police, whether you support them or you don't, I think everybody should agree this is not acceptable and there needs to be some more type of accountability for these guys. Indeed. Sp speaking of accountability, 
You know, we at the Native Sons podcast are very interested in holding abusers accountable for their abuse, whether or not we enjoy their music. I think I know where this is going, Mr. Drake. You like that segue? I do. That was pretty smooth. Very smooth. We recently had an incident of uh, Kodak Black, the Hebrew Israelite rap sensation from Florida. He's uh, a Hebrew Israelite? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't mean to laugh. Excuse me. I hope no Hebrew Israelites overheard me laughing at that. They'll get mad at you. Bro. They will Whoa, come for at, me. They will come. Hebrew Israelites. They're very aggressive. Very difficult to debate. But uh, Kodak is one of them. And uh, yeah, he, he, why don't you tell us what happened, Sean? Because I think you've been really tapped into this story. Um. So Kodak Black has a new album. Uh, came out last week. Forget the name of the album. I apologize, but uh, he's on a press run, you know, going to all the media outlets and and everything. And uh, he was doing an interview with uh, Ebro Darden on Ebro in the Morning, Ebro in the Morning, Hot ninety seven, New York City, with uh, what Laura Styles and uh, Rosenberg. Peter Rosenberg, yeah, yeah. Rosenberg, and um, yeah, you you know the interview was going smooth, man. I think a lot of people, you know, the, there was a a point in the interview where. Um, there was some kind of like breakdown, and um, now we have a soundtrack. I didn't even mean to do that, but that works. <laughs> so, <laughs> there was a breakdown, you know, and 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 Kovac got visibly upset. But the interview was actually going on for like 15 minutes, but prior to this incident, and uh, it was actually it seemed to be pretty positive. I watched the entire interview, and um, everyone's getting along, it just seemed like a regular interview. And then there was a part where you know, Ebro, you know, brought up uh, the fact that. Kodak Black is involved. He brought up the fact that he's in many cases, but he, you know, he's, you know, he's a defendant in a sexual assault case, and you know, he said, "I know we can't talk about this, but you know, here on the show, we take sexual assault very seriously, and you know, we hope that one day you can come back and we can have a discussion once this is cleared up." You know, and should I, we should we play this? Should we play the clip real quick? Have you seen the clip, Dregs? I have seen it. I don't know if our our inner our listeners yeah, sure. have seen it. Could play it. I'll play part of it because it's a long interview. I assume it's happening towards the end. Yeah, it's like the last two minutes. Uh, Ebro is originally from the Bay Area, right? And the son of a Black Panther. I think that definitely informs a lot of his uh, approach to this type of stuff. And I think he just showed the responsibility as a, um, as a journalist. For some reason, I just have a hunch that you would care about. It's right before this. The idea that landing on the moon was a conspiracy. It's right before that. Kodak, do you believe that our moon landing? 69 actually took place. It's about a minute before that. Wait, sorry. <laughs> sorry, we, we're janky right now, but we're trying to, you know, to no, the uninformed good. listeners, we're trying to... We're trying to do something new and different and inclusive here. You know man, what I mean? At this point, it's a pleasure to meet you, man. There we go. Yeah, this is it. You know, looking at all your, your cases and everything you've been through, and I know the recent one right now is very sensitive, and with respect to, you know, everybody involved in that case, you know, we can't get into details today. Um... But, you know, we take sexual assault here serious and we can't, you know, uh, get into details. But we hope, you know, to have you back so we can have a, a deeper conversation about that because, you know, this is a serious topic and we're hearing these stories a lot. <laughs> he just looked at him like, hmm? um, one thing we were talking about in the show today that for some reason I just have a hunch that you would care about is the what? idea that. Landing on the moon was a conspiracy. All right, I, that was a weird thing. No, no, you should keep playing because Rosenberg okay. tried to change the subject because Kodak was visibly upset. Do you that believe that our moon landing in 1969 actually took place? What the fuck, y'all talking about? <laughs> <laughs> He's you pissed. You seem upset that I brought it up. 
I feel like <clears throat> sometimes when niggas like we going through shit, like y'all be entertained by bullshit. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So it's like change the subject. I'm finna walk out. We'll change which subject? Just whatever. Like, well, so they the- tried to change the subject. They was talking about the moon landing. That's bullshit too. So uh-huh. talk about something else. Well, I was saying, I, I think well, we I don't th- have to talk about nothing else. We could be done right here. All right, I'm going. Say this. That's a bummer. And that was about it. So there was a breakdown, but uh you know, the debate there's been a debate on, you know, did did Ebro uh address the, the the whole situation properly? Why are most media outlets not bringing up the fact that this dude is is you know the defendant on a you know a sexual assault case in which there's lots of hard evidence which actually a lot of times when there's sexual assault or rape allegations there's not much clear concrete evidence there's, there's actually concrete evidence that um there's there's a rape kit that has a DNA he bit this woman in the genitalia and in another place there's there's you know what I mean so the fact that uh he was uh you know, there's been a debate on like, did, did, should Ebro brought this up, or did he bring it up in a bad way, or you know what I mean? And um, I, I felt like he handled it the right way. He didn't even ask him about it. He knew that he couldn't talk about it, but he brought it up because it needed to be brought up. And he, you know, gave that dude a situation where he could have denounced sexual assault in general, and been like, "Yo, I'll come back and talk when I can." You know? Yeah, I saw Trick Daddy. He was like, "Ebro, you can't be harassing that young nigga like that. That's my young nigga." And then uh, actually, Ebro responded like, "Bro, dude, I don't think this guy watched the whole interview because I wasn't trying to hem him up. I wasn't trying to catch him slipping, but I also wasn't just gonna let him on my show to promote his new album and gloss over this like it's not a real issue for him, you know." And uh, actually, I really respect and admire that. I think the, these allegations against Kodak are really troubling, uh, and if they're true, then he definitely needs to be <clears throat> held accountable for them. Also, you know, I mean, it's kind of like similar to extentation, just these, these troubled kids that come. <laughs> extentation. That's how you pronounce it, right? I don't even know. Yeah, extentation, extentation. <laughs> I, it was XXX Tentacion. XXX Tentation. I, said, I just call that dude extension, man. I don't know what the fuck y'all. This is totally unrelated. Deshaun Davis has just lost all control. And now I got to look this up. We're not even talking about it, but I'm going to finish this because it's Extentation, bro. I'm going to look it up. It's on his Wikipedia thing, man. I'm pretty sure I saw that. Deshaun got me fucked up. <laughs> I always heard XXX Tentacion. Is X yeah, Tentacion, right? He ain't Spanish. Uh, that's <laughs> what I... XXX Tentacion! <laughs> like, no. <bro. laughs> it's Extentation, man. Tentation. Tentation. <laughs> All right, anyway, it doesn't matter. It reminds me of XXX Tentacion uh, in the fact that they're both, one, they're both from crazy-ass Florida, but two, I just get the impression that... Kodak, Florida, man. Yeah, they're both Florida men. Uh, I get the impression that Kodak Black, you know, is dealing with a lot of demons and, uh, you know, like he says, he's the project baby. He's just raw, straight from the gutter. He's only, what, is he 20? 
19? Haitian son of Haitian, you know, first yeah, generation Haitian, Haitian immigrants. Immigrant. I, I understand all the systemic issues at his play, and I can see he's got an interesting psychology because he's so young and he's just so gutter that you can tell, like, sometimes he seems freaked out by some of like the industry shit and he's just not he's just not groomed for it and you can tell i just looking at his face while we played that clip you can tell he's he just didn't really know how to respond in that moment but that's not on ebro you know what i'm saying and i saw ebro talk about it later and he said look you're in the game you're in the business you got to be able to come into these situations and handle yourself and, and and handle what gets thrown at you and not you know not lose your cool so I don't know, man. I think Ebro definitely did the right thing, and I, I I didn't really see anything wrong with how that went. You know what I'm saying? Deshaun, huh? We talked off here. You you had a little nuance to that. I did. That I was sentiment. I was thinking about. I was thinking about how the interview went, and I was thinking about like how he approached talking about the case, and it was like. In the beginning of Ebro's statement, it was, yeah, we have a case that we can't really talk about. Vague comment, vague comment. That, you know, he's attached to. And, you know, we want to respect both parties. Sexual assault is very serious here. And we, like, and we take sexual assault. It was like, that's not how, that wasn't the energy you started off that comment with. <laughs> like... I thought you said you was going like chill on both parties and talk about it later. And yeah, I was like, but con like, but I said contact. I said contact black. Uh, he should have been ready for like the media to bring that out and to you know yeah. clickbait is clickbait and it's juicy and it would you know. I don't even think he did. I don't think that was for clickbait. I think that was like pushing the hard line. Like this is fucking serious and like you're not gonna get softball questions like you are in the other shows. Or you just, yeah. it's not going to be But it like, wasn't a question, though. No, no, and I, not. But I'm saying, I think it was literally like, this needs to be brought up. We take this shit seriously, and this is what it is. And, like, we're actually giving you an out, but we're also not shying away from being like, this is what you're involved in right now, dude. And I think, like, you know what I mean? And, and you know, you... He goes on, you know, the more, you know, Breakfast Club or goes on wherever, and it's like, dude, it's a fucking, like, love fest. You know what I mean? Like, dude gets no hard questions. Like, yeah. everyone's just on yeah, his nuts. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, and the whole thing, dude, you watch that whole interview, it's like, you know, 15, 16 minutes long, and, and they're hella having a good time, and, like, they're being hella cool, and, and, and you know, Ebro's giving him hella compliments, and, and he's being hella, like, objective with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it was just time to, like, push that hard line. You know what I mean? And I think... <clears throat> I think he phrased it really well, but I think it's also hard. You know, how do you phrase that, but at the same time be firm? And I think that's yeah. actually really commendable. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, how do you, 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 you know, how do you finesse and, or not finesse? Cause that a lot of people use that as slang for like manipulating, but, mm -hmm. but how do you, you know, like, uh, kind of ease into something that is serious and then don't make it feel like you're attacking this person, but at the same time being like, this is not a joke though, where we're from. Yeah, there's no, there's no like handbook on how to like gracefully yeah. do that. So I think Ebro definitely did his best. I think it's also really frustrating, and this is kind of what like Trick Daddy was bringing up too. Is like you know he Kodak, he shouldn't say anything about that case publicly. He can't really, because you say something that he might sound good, it might sound bad. When it comes into court, 
they can use what you say against you. You know what I'm saying? If it contradicts anything you said before, if it you you can't these guys. The other thing is that we can't. These guys can't go on these radio shows and be like, "I'm I'm really sorry for all survivors of sexual assault," and that they can't say stuff like that because when they go to to trial, um, that it could be used. You know, it could be used against them. So it's kind of hard. I think that's also. I think him just knowing that too, Kodak in that moment got him like really 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 frustrated but none of it should let him off the hook it's like yeah man this this needs to be discussed you know yeah and whether you know he's he's innocent or guilty it doesn't matter because the issue is bigger than him and yeah. this is the bed that this is the hand he's been dealt he, he could have just been like for sure yeah. All right, no, well. he literally could have just been like, you know, I have nothing to say, but I would love to come back and talk to you guys next time. Right. Like, he literally set it up for that dude to just be hella chill. Yeah, But yeah, I think yeah. Ebro was like, I'd be a punk if I didn't say this. Yeah. And he would be a punk if he didn't say that shit. Like, he'd be a punk to, like, not acknowledge it because so many people are not acknowledging it. And so many people in the industry are like, why is no one talking about that this dude's got charged with rape? Yeah, I think when like he, that's a big frustration in the industry. I see it every day on Twitter is people are like, "Why is no one talking about the fact that this dude's dealing with a rape case right now?" I think, like you said, when or why was no one talking about fucking Takashi and his, you know what I mean, his fucking sexual assault, thirteen year old girl, you know what I mean? Fact. Yeah. No one talks about that shit. And the crazy dude, one of the saddest things I saw is I started watching. Um, and I actually just remember this. I started watching some of the Joe Budden podcasts, and they were talking about it. And not one time did these men mention the phrase sexual assault. When talking about it, not one time did they even talk about anything pertaining to women. They just talked about Kodak and how Ebro shouldn't have talked about it that way. Or, like, maybe he should have, but it should have been a different way. And it's like, yo, like... How are y'all not even talking about the actual case? And it makes sense because Joe Budden's been accused or has been in, involved in all types of spousal abuse cases over the years. You know what I mean? But it was so – that was, like, really more disappointing than anything. You see Joe Budden, the other two dudes on the podcast, you know them dudes, like, literally not even mention the phrase sexual assault, not one time. Yeah, I mean, it's I think when, when <clears throat> these platforms and – most of them, if not all of them, will just gloss over this. this well, because there's money to be made, and when they do that, it sets a really bad precedent. It's it just basically sends that message to to Kodak or whoever. Like, yeah, it's all good. You can do this and get away with it. Promote your album, do a little dance, show another little music video, drop another single. It's accepted, and it it speaks to the overall tolerance that this society shows towards abusers and the the just not caring enough about people who do get abused because I think for, for people who have lived through this stuff, you can manifest your issues against your own abuser and other abusers. So when you see somebody like Kodak walking around with impunity and not getting checked on this, it sends a message that like whatever happened to you is is whatever and nobody it, is okay yeah or it doesn't matter or it's really not a big deal it's just a bump in the road yeah and, yeah and it also but it really i think even worse or not even worse but equally maybe as bad as it just lets other abusers know it's not a big deal and it's yeah. hella sad to just see another thing too is like and it, it's it's come up on, the, on this podcast where it's like it's so fucking sad to see men mostly and some women but just people 
be like, well, why should we care? Because I like two or three of this per- person's songs. Like, really? Yeah. Like, y'all don't give a fuck because y'all this stuff makes it more fun. I might, I might not stop being a complete fan of someone like that, but I at least want to know. I want to yeah, know who we these know. people and people are. will know because there's a lot of people are like, well, I like Kodak's music, but I'm not fucking with him right now because right. of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And so, like, what is going on? And it's crazy because if you actually, like, a few months ago, I was like, what is going on with this dude's case? Because I haven't played a lot of his music for a while. And I'm not going to lie, like, ZZ, that song is hot. And Slaps. not because of him. It's because Travis's verse is just hella hot. And that shit gets shit cracking. Pull I was, up in the demon on God. So I just wanted... Looking that shit, like it, I still do frauds. It's, <laughs> but it's like, tra- Travis just body that verse. It's, it's just, it just bangs, you know, and the beat is yeah. tight. So I was like, man, like, this shit is getting run right now. And I'm like, is this okay? Like, do, do I flat out want to tell DJs that I do work with, like, don't play this shit around me or whatever? Mm. Which is like, I've only really done that with, like, R. Kelly. Yeah. Uh, everyone else has been kind of like, like, I don't play R. Kelly. I don't play Mystical. But, like, some people have been mystical, and I'm like, you know, I won't be mad, but I've straight told people, like, don't be playing R. Kelly at our party. Like, no, no one want to hear that shit anymore. You know what I mean? Because there's just so much negativity around that dude. So, I basically, I was trying to research, like, you know, make a long story short, make a long story longer. Mm-hmm. I was trying to research, like, what's going on with this dude's case? Is this thing, did it get dismissed? Or, like, is he okay now? Or what's going on? Right. And I Googled, like, Kodak Black, like, rape or sexual assault. Like, barely anything came up. Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's just, like uh, all the articles were like really old. He just bailed out, mm. right, right before that song came out. I believe that was he was locked up for a little while. Was it for that though? Because he had so many cases too. Not that, sure. See, he just beat. I thought some it other, was. No, for he that. beat like some other case though. Like I don't know if it's that, but I know he did beat some other case like a few months ago, where he had, you know, and then he just got out of jail too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He just got out, but he just finished. A, it was a. He sentence. was locked up for a while, right? But it was a sentence. Okay, so that wasn't for the sexual. No, assault. and so like my whole thing is like that's uh, why it was so important for the Ebro to even just bring that up, yeah. just to be like, yo, this is still a thing, though. Who is he signed to? I think Atlantic Universal Atlantic. I think Atlantic. And the whole thing too is that that's the whole thing. That's a huge corporation, and Kodak yeah. is a big investment. So they like, why? And someone is with him, chaperoning him in all these fucking media. Oh outlets. no, he got locked up for that shit on Instagram Live. When when he was on Instagram Live with the baby smoking weed and hella guns, and the cops were like, "He's on, he's on I probation." Didn't, I didn't even know about that. He was on probation <laughs> on Instagram Live, and the Florida cops were like, "Damn, he's live right now with hella guns, and they're smoking weed in front of his house. It sounds like child endangerment." And they kicked in his door while he was on Instagram Live, and I think wow. that's why he was locked up. That makes sense. See, this, this is my thing. I always have I. I believe in accountability, but I always have compassion. And this young man, I, I hate to see young black men just get torn apart under the public microscope or the public eye. I do think he needs to change. He needs to face accountability. And this is a step in the right direction. And all these dudes like Trick Daddy or whoever that are just condoning this, you doing him more harm than good, man. Kodak really needs some OGs to like, be around him and sit him down and be like, look, bro, you got to move a little bit differently, man. And he also needs help, man. All this stuff he said about hating his own skin and not liking dark-skinned girls when he's dark as, he's about as dark as it gets. And he's like, he's just got all these clear issues going on and uh, I just hate to see that stuff happen in the public spotlight. I want to see these guys get help to heal and cope with all these things, man. But I wanted to speak on it too. I wanted to speak on it because I wanted to come at it from well, of course, the business point of view, because that's what I like to do. Uh, that's why I asked, who is he signed to, right? Um, maybe they want to speak on it. 
you know what I mean? Maybe a lot of people want to speak on it. But if Atlanta's going to be, hey, you know, don't speak on it or we're going to pull the rest of our interviews from you. Yeah. Then they're higher up, maybe yeah. like, hey, you can't speak about it. Which is true. And then but, but Charlemagne is probably like, or whoever is like, okay, well, yeah. we'll talk about this NFL player's domestic violence case or Which, this NFL player's or this other player's that's not involved with music's case. You know what I'm saying? Because they do talk about it, but you're asking why nobody's talking about this one. That's why I was asking, like, who's investing their money into them? Like, where's the money going? And I think that's an excellent point. And one thing is I watched, I guess, one of the follow-up episodes on this yeah. with Ero and them, and they yeah. were just like, they were like, yo, no one says shit to us. And basically the same shit Ero is like, I'd be a sucker not to ask. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, no one said, don't talk about this. No one, you know, no one mentioned right. anything. Right. And so it, it's probably, if if there's been several interviews before that, they probably have done the same thing. Right. Because if there has been issues before, people had asked or they had been saying they would just stay the course. His handlers would just stay the course. Like, don't, we don't want to talk about this. Don't right. bring this up. Right. But they had probably just been like, well, no one's asking. So, like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. And that, you know what I mean? And well, and one thing, you know, I, I give, I'm not an Ebro fan, but I give him props, man. Like, he fucking pushed a hard line on that. He handled it with grace. And, and it just needs, my whole thing is like, obviously, dude can't talk about it, but it, it needs to be, it needs to to be a top a topic right you know what i mean like right. like it's just i would say just fig- figure all that don't even i wouldn't even be worried i know he's got to do it for his career but i think he's got money man it's like i wouldn't even be worried about trying to make new music and all this stuff i think you could do even more harm than good when you're going in front of juries i mean max b said it himself these are his words not not, not mine but he said before he went to jail he was acting real niggerish in his videos and the way he was he was conducting himself and while he was on bail and then he went in front of the jury, and they just saw what what he was what he was putting out there, and they're like, no, and you know. So if I was in this situation, or if I was managing an artist, or I was an artist like this, and his image was what it is, yeah, I wouldn't be worried about promoting my album right now. I'd probably just be in the cut. I'd probably be recording a lot of stuff. I'd be trying to make myself look real good for when I go in front of that judge. Well, again. it's a double edged sword too, because it's like when let's go back to the the famous like when kobe got accused right if he hadn't been doing so well on the court we don't know how this would have turned out it probably would have been prepared. yeah like, what did he do you can't just start falling off yeah well you can't just start i'm not saying fall off but like get your mind right bro like just getting in front of the spotlight and going on these tours and all this right now while this stuff is ongoing like you could lose everything i don't know man i hear you i, I hear would, you i would just say just just don't you, you know Fix your priorities, man. And um, I think with that note, we're going to go to some new music picks. Yeah. I haven't been listening to too, too much. I've been listening to a lot of Shoreline Mafia. They just dropped a, a Christmas album, which is, I wouldn't recommend playing it at your Christmas party <laughs> with your family. Maybe with your friends when you're like smoking a blunt that night. Pour it up, you know? Yeah, yeah. But uh, shout out to Shoreline Mafia, man. It, not the most uplifting lyrics. Young Hellions. Yeah, but I just like their energy, man. It's just a young group <laughs> Me too. Of, uh, of like diverse kids from LA. They rap. It's like sounding like some 
Bay Area beats and kind of Bay Area flows. Definitely influence. Yeah, but I I, I like I've been, I've been enjoying them a lot lately. Blueface too's blowing the fuck Blue up. Blueface is blowing up. I'm still not crazy about it. Not Th- crazy Tatiana about it. But, you know what's uh, crazy is I, I DJed some shit a couple weeks ago with like hella young kids and the kind of kids that would like I figure would love Blueface and I actually play that song and like. Like most of them didn't even know what the fuck it was. It yeah, was kind of. I was a little surprised. They, they will though. The word, the word is spreading. Yeah. whether we like it or not. Once you get a Drake co-sign, it's, you're pretty much on your way. Yeah, we. I only got a few picks. Uh, the new I'm Sue EP Bless is really dope, man. Oh, I really cool. like the way he. Uh, um, you know the progression of his music. We talked about this before, but the I like this. He's a lot of songs about women and and relationships and feelings, and I really like that, man. And the beats are really tight. Um. New Conway mixtape, man. Everyone is food part two is really good, man. Last one was not so good. This one's really good. Has a uh, three or four Alchemist beats, so I know Jake's a big fan of. Really absolutely, dope. absolutely. And uh, I like Conway too. Local uh, artist, uh, the boy Dame, man, got signed to Motown, man, and he has a single out now with uh, Dej Loaf, Yo Gotti, and uh, G Easy, and it's really dope, man. Awesome. The song is like really tight. Um, it's fucking dope. Man. From Oakland. I don't know where Dame's from. Oops, sorry about that. Whoa, that was very ominous. Um, that name, I definitely heard the name. I like it, man. I like seeing these Bay Area guys do good. Um, but I think, you know, we're wrapping things up. It's the end of the year, and uh, this is our first year of many more to come. So just want to take a second around these holiday times, New Year times, to just uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we hope... We've been a part of uh, bringing you some positive energy over this time. And you guys are definitely giving some positive energy to us just from all the feedback. So I'm sure I can speak for D.L., Deshaun, and Sean G. when I say we really appreciate y'all. Love you guys. See you in 2019. Peace. Peace. Be safe.